0: Broadcasting live from WOYK's downtown York Studios, this is York's local sports show. Talking local sports on York's local sports station. Welcome to Game Day with Game Time PA on Sports Radio 1350
1: WOYK. Hello everybody, welcome to another edition of Game Day with Game Time PA. Chris Arnold, Zach Miller, we're changing up a little bit, Ryan Proventure joins us for this week's episode plenty to talk about between football between volleyball between golf tennis um, field hockey so many sports to talk about today we're jamming it all in a great exciting edition of the show just a reminder if you're not already subscribing to us subscribe to the show on itunes you can just search game day with game time pa on itunes and we should come up you can also find us on stitcher and google play and make sure you rate subscribe and review show we want to hear all your feedback to know what we're doing right to know what we can improve on so make sure you leave all of that there but first and foremost before we jump into everything zach ryan how you guys doing
0: doing well christian excited we're gonna branch out from football a little bit today i think i think that'll be fun yeah. hopefully bring some new listeners into the show
2: yeah doing pretty good uh just like you said when i saw the rundown i was pleased to see that there's uh variety of stuff to talk about today Uh, so it should be cool
1: and i think the best part we have a we changed it up a little ryan giant joining us for the first full episode of the show so that'll be exciting to get his thoughts and perspective as we go through the hour on everything that he's seen from football to a little field hockey to uh we're gonna talk some golf later on as well so you're kind of our golf guy but looks like it yeah (laughs) well so we'll get to that in a little bit but first and foremost gotta go through our athletes of the week from the girls side of things we had Zet Flum, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Flum. Flum. Zet Flum of York Suburban Cross Country. The junior finished second overall during Tuesday's meet with Eastern York, Central York, the Lone Catholic, and Northeastern. Flum led the Trojan Pack to its 142nd consecutive dual meet win. Boy, that is impressive. Yeah, and actually
0: that streak is now at 146 after yesterday. So they're keeping on rolling. They have a big dual meeting against Dallas Town next week. Uh, if York Suburban is going to lose it this year, that's going to be when it happens. So so we'll see what happens. But no reason to think they're going to lose. They haven't lost since 2007.
1: <laughs> so certainly certainly on a roll there and, and something to keep an eye on. On the boys' side, you had Andrew Forian. Uh, your Catholic golf carded a 72 in Thursday's YAAA Division Three meet at South Hills as the Irish won all five matches. So uh, congratulations to him. And for our football player of the week, Sakai Barton of Central York, the senior caught five passes for a game-high 135 yards as the Panthers handed uh, Northeastern its first loss of the season in a huge come-from-behind win for the Central York Panthers, and we'll certainly be talking about that a little bit later on in the program. That is, uh, talk about a big win, and as you have seen, we did our YAIA football power rankings. That certainly played a big factor into where some of these teams ranked, and we'll talk about that later on in the program. But get to our game ball. Zach, I'll let you start things off. Who Who's getting game balls this week?
0: I got one sticking with central football a little bit. I was at that game, like Christian said. Mm-hmm. Crazy game. Really shook up a lot of what we thought we knew about the York Adams League this year. I got one for Deontay English. He recovered a fumble inside the north, East, inside sorry, inside his own twenty in in the final minute of Friday's game. That that one kind of clinched Central's twenty eight to twenty seven victory. Mm-hmm. Huge play by him. Gave a very uh, very excited <laughs> post game uh, talk on on the T V station. Yeah, I and saw that to me too. <laughs> I mean, that's an excited kid, and he had every reason to be. So yeah, that's who's getting the game ball this week. Certainly deserving of it. Ryan, who do you have?
2: Um, so I covered this past week in Littlestown at York Tech Littlestown quarterback Tanner Noble 13 for 21 Two touchdown passes Ran one in 234 yards on the day I mean, he he started off pretty slow As did the offense in general in the first half But mm. he really turned it on Found the long ball in the second half And, uh, you know, they, they came back for the win But pretty good Pretty good showing.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You look at some of these these athletes that that, that have performed well this season, this week, and there's been a lot of deserving deserving players. You've also seen a lot of golf. You know, I have. Is, is there anyone uh, that well, you think from that from there who deserves a golf I a do have ball? to say,
2: I haven't seen a lot of golf. I've done a lot of um, you know reporting on the golf. Um, <laughs> I went to one match last week. So tomorrow or today actually is the team championships, and that's going to be. Central York Catholic and Dover. Uh I look I look at Central they're they're too good. Um you'd like to see maybe a D2 D3 team come out and maybe play spoiler, but I think in this case the Division 1 team York or Central York is going to win it. They have guys like Joe Perini. They have the best female golfer in probably in District 3 in Julian Lee mm-hmm. and they have maybe the best freshman in Carson Baca. So there's such a and i was saying this i had like a facebook live event earlier right um, with my editor at the evening sun and i was saying and i'll echo now just as such a diverse team and when you look at like i said you have maybe the best freshman and
1: female golfer and you have a top senior uh how do you beat them you know it'll be something to see and we'll talk a little bit more about that later on the program for me I am going to go with Brooke Morris from Susquehannock Field Hockey. She had, she's had two or more goals in six games this season. She's been on quite a roll for the Warriors. So she's been a player who has absolutely deserved a, a game ball nomination. She has had such a, a phenomenal season, obviously, and, and to rack up two or more goals in YAIA field hockey is definitely, uh, in six appearances, is, a, is an impressive feat. So she is deserving of a game ball from me this week. Guys, plenty of, uh, plenty of great action in football this week, this, this last week. And, and, and as we head into week five, certainly things are going to continue to heat up. But, Zach, I think there were a couple big surprises. And obviously we'll, we'll dig a little bit more in depth in, in later on. But certainly Eastern York beating West York. Certainly Central York with that comeback win. Um, Fairfield 4-0 and to start the year. There's just been so much excitement in YAIA football to start the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, this year is not going the way any of us predicted, really. <laughs> but it's been fun. You know, we've had a lot of good games, that Central-Northeastern game, probably the best game I've seen since I've been out here. And that's including two games I saw end on walk-off field goals last year. Yeah. You know, really like a, an epic comeback by Central York in a game that at halftime I didn't think they had any chance in. You know, I, I was thinking, all right, how long is it going to take to get to a running clock? And instead, here comes Central storm storming back into the game Ending up winning it by one, it was crazy. Uh, Eastern York beating West York for the first time since 2002. Yep. Certainly a surprise. Uh, granted, West York not having a great season. Eastern, so far not having a great season. Maybe turning the corner. You know, but anytime you beat an opponent you haven't beaten in more than a decade, it's always something to get excited about. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, you mentioned Fairfield at four and zero. With the way the classifications are this year, we've talked about it on this show a few times that you know fairfield looking at the schedule and looking at the opponents in class single a probably only have to win about five games make the playoffs well they're almost the whole way there at four and (laughs) oh first four and oh start in school history so again we'll we'll dig a little more into all three of these teams later but you know definitely some surprises i don't I don't think a few weeks ago, even last week, I don't think I thought we would be sitting here talking about Eastern York, Central York, and Fairfield, that's for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that's uh, that was certainly a bunch of surprises. But Ryan, obviously you're new to the area. You've gotten a couple of football games under your belt now. Yeah. What is your impression, I guess, of the YAI football that you've gotten to see? Um,
2: yeah, obviously, unlike Zach, I can't bring sort of a historical aspect to it. I mean, I've, I don't really know the past of some of these programs. However, one thing that I have noticed is how well some of these kids throw the football, Um, you know, up where I'm from. And I I didn't play it. I didn't go to a huge school, but we were still D1, and we just never threw the ball. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, you put it into the running back's hands, and they take control of the game, and that's kind of how it went. So to see some of these kids actually be able to, you know, even from the shotgun, like, they're still zinging the ball down the field. It's pretty crazy. It's nice. It's good to see. It's just a whole different dimension of the game that yeah we're covering it we but we still you know enjoy watching the games and when you get to see multiple dimensions of a game develop for yeah. a team it's it's pretty nice
1: I think there's definitely especially at the high school level this is an appreciation when you see a kid go out there and he can be a gunslinger oh yeah in a game and, and make those big passes and I think we've seen a couple couple instances during this season so far um, obviously Ryan has but I, I, in truth be told, I think a lot of our teams are still very much uh, a run first offense, especially a lot of the more successful teams. The Central York is a little bit more like that. Northeastern, to a certain extent, is like that. Dallas Town and Red Line, I think, are somewhat like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: I definitely think Northeastern, Red Line, Dallas Town are like that. I mean, in the Hanover area, there's actually some York pretty Catholic good York Catholic as well. Yeah. Right. York Catholic for sure. There's some pretty good quarterbacks out in that Hanover area. Shermire at DeLone Catholic has oh, yeah. been starting for, this is his third year now. You saw York Tech and Littlestown. Littlestown, historically, has really thrown the ball. York Tech quarterback uh, this year, Josiah Smallwood. Has, he's got a ton of yards on the Yeah, year. They He like didn't look throw. great the
2: other day, but um, looking at his stats from beforehand, I mean, he just struggled a little bit, but he's still had a solid season. See a guy throwing it.
0: Yeah, they like to throw. And I will say Central York, actually, they do run the ball a lot. I mean, Noriega Goff has yeah. gone over 100 yards, I think, every week of the season. But Kid Prabula, the sophomore quarterback, is actually leading the league in passing by a lot too he's over 700 yards already on the year nobody else is over 600 so centrals they're able to throw they're able to run they're playing good defense and that's the reason that they're three and one and ranked number one in the game time pa power rankings which we'll talk a little bit more about in a bit
1: absolutely and as, as zach just mentioned we're going to step aside here when we come back we'll go through the power rankings put together by our zach miller Yesterday came out, uh, or should I, say, I should, should say they came out on Tuesday, Central York number one in the power rankings. Certainly an interesting choice. We'll discuss it and much, much more. You are listening to Game Day with Game Time PA here on Sports Radio 1350 WOYK. Welcome back. Game Day with Game Time PA. Christian Arnold, Zach Miller, Ryan Proventure here with you. Breaking down all of the YAIA sports this week. Sticking with football though here as we get into the power rankings. They came out on Gametimepi.com on Tuesday. Also in Wednesday's edition of the paper. Certainly some surprises, and uh, I know Zach kind of took the lead with this. Central York number one. Now this we had a conversation about this before they went up because I as soon as he told me who your number one team, I was like, that's interesting because you look at some of these other teams, Red Line dallastown uh northeastern obviously that loss to central played a big factor and i can certainly understand that but red lion dallastown those are two very good programs off to some very good starts and you, you have to look at how they played in, in week four um red lion dallastown both getting pretty big wins although the dallastown win over spring Grove may not have been as large as it seemed on the scoreboard right. but and still both those
0: wins on the road by the way to right. your point
1: so still, it is that's tough to not have those two teams, at least one of them being number one, or even Northeastern,
0: despite the loss. Yeah, I mean, I know I think it's surprising to some people to see a team with a loss ranked number one right. over a couple teams that are undefeated. Here's the rationale, though: is that Central so far, and I say so far because obviously these will change every week. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not this is not me necessarily saying that's who I think the best team is. It's more you know who deserves to be ranked number one now. It's a you know looking at the resumes central york has the best win so far of any team going on the road and beating northeastern a team we considered. you know had we put these out last week probably right. would have had northeastern number one you know you go on the road and beat number one you know it's like boxing if you beat number one now you're number one <laughs> uh it's kind of like that and Red redline and dallastown sure they've taken care of business they're 4-0 um no losses central does have a loss but i mean that loss is to cumberland valley y- you know not to say that a loss doesn't matter but I'm inclined to think Cumberland Valley also would have beaten Red Lion or Dallastown, you know, so I don't put too much stock and, um, you know, knock Central down too much for going out and playing a really tough team and not winning that game. But then I got Red Line and Dallastown right there at number two and three, right. both undefeated. Red Lion's really just steamrolled all of its opponents, did it at William Penn on Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, won 49-7. Uh, Dallastown has won every game. The scores haven't been you know, as amazing though as Red Lion. That's why I right. got Dallas Town down one peg below Red Line. is they've they've kind of let some teams, I'm not going to say bad teams, but, you know, teams that aren't great, like Penn Manor and Spring Grove, hang around with them. And, you know, if you're if you're the number one team or number two team, you know, they they haven't shown it yet with those performances, you know, letting those teams hang around. But again, I mean, Red Lion plays Northeastern this week. Dallas Town plays Northeastern next week. Right. We're going to learn a lot about these teams and we're going to do this every week and we're going to keep moving things around until we have it pretty much settled at the end of the year. I feel like once we get to week <laughs> 10, it should be pretty obvious by then. Yeah, I, I, you would think, and that's really when things start to, the the
1: dust starts to settle, and you obviously haven't a, a very good idea of where these teams stand, yeah, but at the same time... This is just after the first week right, of divisional yeah. play, so yeah. it's, kinda, it's not set in stone by any chance. And, and to Zach's point, too, uh, you know, I, thinking about it, you have to agree with, with what he's saying on, on some of these teams, especially with the win... Uh, for red Lion on saturday which is against the william penn team that although played them general genuinely pretty good in that first half it wasn't as much of a blowout as it could have been um and red line didn't necessarily seem like the the team that we had seen in games past in that in that game against william yeah. penn
0: i think william penn though is we've seen that with uh, other games too you know they're able to run the ball well right kind of kill some clock their defense is able to hang in there for a little while you know the depth of really quality, talented players that Red Line has right. and other teams have ends up wearing them down in the end. And I think there was an element of it too. We were at that game, Christian and I. Right. It was on a Saturday. You know, maybe it took a little yep, time for Red Line to get going there. But I mean, still, you look at the end result, forty nine seven. You know, certainly pretty convincing.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and Dallas Town too. Again, their win was. On the scoreboard, looked pretty big, but it was maybe a bit of a closer game than than you'd have imagined I was out of right. that one. You were at
0: that one, and turnovers, for sure. Right. Oh, Dallas Town a... probably should have won that game by more, but kept shooting itself in the foot. Not only
1: that, turnovers, but the penalties that both teams had been taking were just astronomically <laughs> ridiculous. You, you think about it. I, th- I think Zach and I were talking about it, but there was an instance where I think there were six plays that were attempted. One of them actually happened because the other five wow. were all penalties. And yeah. it, it, it was but... just it, – it, I mean, you'll – it was almost everyone's worst nightmare because every time, I'm like, all right, here we go. Finally, you play. Go, whistle, penalty flag. One team or the other. It, but that, but that's the thing. It's those little things that are going to hurt you, especially when you play the Northeasterns, the Red Lions, the Central Yorks now, which are which is starting to um, fit, find their place in mm-hmm. Division One. So one thing, one
2: thing I'll say about York, I mean Central, and I mean obviously I haven't gone out to see the team. I know that's a majority of how you can. Put these teams in the power rankings, you think about strength of schedule, you think look at the offense, you look how many points they put up. One thing with Central York is you look at just looking at the numbers is their defense has given up almost 1,500 yards on the season. That's like worse than halfway down the list.
0: Yeah, I mean Central, they play that really, really fast-paced yes. offense. They yeah, score yeah. a lot of points. But in turn, I think that kind of wears out your defense, yeah, especially yeah. when you're not – you know when you're not picking up first. And downs. think of how many kids play on both sides of the ball. When that you know at this level, right? So. And yeah, the defense is down there. But again, I mean, you have to remember there's one game against Cumberland Valley, which is a one of the typically one of the best teams in the state. Right. You know, I'm sure they got torched that day. The <laughs> Hempfield game, they won 48-42, so obviously gave up a lot of right. points. Yep. So yeah, I mean, you know, can't ignore that for sure. The Defense needs to get better for Central, but you know, if the offense is going to keep playing as well as it has been the defense can afford to right. give a little bit away. But, uh,
1: but to to Ryan Ryan's point, too, you think about that, especially in a game like football, having that ball longer means they don't have it, means your defense gets to rest longer. So there is something to be said about having the ball for long stretches of time. Even if you look at that Dallas Town-Spring Grove game, for instance, Dallas Town got the ball with about nine-something left on the clock, and they didn't give up the ball in the fourth quarter up until about two-something. So you're talking about if my math is correct here, seven, six, seven, eight minutes of time that was eaten away while you just methodically moved down the field little by little. And and don't get me wrong, I love the idea of that quick, fast-paced, snap, 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 go, go, go offense. But at the same time, to Ryan's point, there is something to be said for allowing your defense to get a little bit of rest and to have that ball just a little bit longer to eat up some of that time.
0: Yeah, I always say your offense can be your best defense. Right. If you don't mm-hmm. let the other team get on the field – You're not going to give up points, right? But yeah, when you have a fast-paced offense like that, you better score. You know, you better if you're if you're only going to have the ball for a minute or two, that better be ending in touchdowns and not ending in punts. Right. And so far, Central has done a good enough job of doing that, especially in the second half against Northeastern, which is why they came back from twenty to nothing down to win that game. Right. And
2: I'm not trying to trash your your power rankings here. I'm just saying, no, it's good um, spirited. um, come, (laughs) Come
0: future games, it might end up being an issue for Central. Right. And Central has Red Line and Dallastown in weeks eight and nine. So definitely yeah. have those circle on the calendar now.
1: And those are two those are two good defensive teams as well. Mm-hmm. Dallas Town, Northeastern, Red Line, all very good on the defensive yeah, side. All three of, the ball.
0: of those teams pride themselves on defense. Yes. Central prides itself more on offense. It makes for a good, you know, a good, interesting game like we had on last Friday, and we'll have the same kind of thing when those teams play each other later in the year. Mm. Certainly, certainly a lot to look at. You look at
1: the power ranking; still, number five was your Catholic. Your Catholic has had a pretty phenomenal season, aside from the one loss to Berks Catholic, which is another team that is very, very good in the state.
0: Yeah, I think of that the same way as the Cumberland Valley loss. You know. Yeah, it's a loss, but when I look at the teams that I did not rank in the top five, mm-hmm. I say, you know, would would Littleston have lost to First Catholic? Probably. You know, would would fair few others, Southwestern, have lost to York Catholic? Probably. And York Catholic did have a big win going on the road and beating DeLone, who was previously undefeated right. by five touchdowns. You know, right. that says a lot. So I do, I put a lot of stake when I'm looking at these things, put a lot of stake in having good wins, especially good road wins. And you know I don't I don't put too much stake in losses when you're losing to really really tough out of county opposition.
1: You mentioned those teams you didn't put on the top five, and gonna give you a little pushback here: Fairfield, right. Littlestown, Southwestern, Delone. Am I missing one? I don't think so. Uh, so Delone Catholic. Delone Catholic. That's what I said.
0: Oh, I then said, we got
1: everybody. Yeah, so I said Delone. So obviously I meant Delone Catholic. Um, Four teams, four uh, four very good teams. The obviously losing to York Catholic, so I can understand why they're not on on in the top five. Fairfield, in the midst of one of their in the midst of their best season as a program, you could make the argument. All right, York Catholic has a loss, and I, not to take away from what you're saying about how you look into the power rankings, but York Catholic has a loss. Obviously, it's against a good Berks Catholic team, but when you look at some of their wins, uh, York Suburban, Susquehannock. And not to discredit, because you know, I'm very much in favor of having them in the top five, but you can make the argument that those are teams that are not doing very well this season. They're very much struggling this year. So you could almost put those in the category of maybe the same as you would for a Red Lion win or a Dallas Town win. Those are teams that right. are, are struggling a bit. So why why take them over a team like Fairfield?
0: I think it's kind of the same rationale of putting Central ahead of Dallas Town or Red Lion. Sure, there's the loss there, but it's the it's the really good win, and that's what the big thing was for Central, going on the road and being Northeastern. Big thing for York Catholic, going on the road and really smoking Delone Catholic. Mm-hmm. Now, now Littlestown hosts Delone Catholic this week. You know, if Littlestown comes out and wins seventy to nothing, you know, now it's time to rethink things. But Littlestown kind of squeaked by Eastern York a couple weeks ago. Played a nice game against York Tech on Saturday, but it's still Littlestown's had a lot of trouble holding on to the ball, you know, i like fumbles, two
2: games in a row. Yeah. Two (laughs) games in a
0: row. It's, you know, that's not what you want. So, and this is not to say those, you know, Littlestown Fairfield, those teams haven't had a good season. I just think your Catholics played the best competition so far in the small four week sample size. We have, Um, you know, they've accomplished more in my opinion, but certainly a lot more time to go. Uh, Fairfield is interesting. You know, at four and I think every team they've beaten has not yet won a game this season. So they've beaten a bunch wow. of 0-4 teams. Um, this will be a good test this week against Bermudian Springs, who's 3-1. Ryan, you're going to that game, right? Yeah, and I, I
2: saw Berm beat up Hanover last weekend, mm-hmm. and um, they just look like a pretty complete team. Uh, I don't I don't think anyone expected them to win as heavily as they did, but um, I think it's going to be a pretty good matchup, a pretty, pretty even matchup for yeah. the most part.
0: If Fair, This game is at Berm, am I correct? That's correct. If Fairfield were to go on the road and be Bermudian – that's a huge win now because you're jump. talking about they uh, have to jump uh, absolutely because Bermudian Springs, at three and one, the close loss to Shippensburg is the only loss. You know that's probably a team that could be in the mix too of being ranked. That's a team that we talked about early in the year as being a team that could win Division Three. You know I still kind of think Bermudian is the toughest opponent York Tech's gonna or sorry York Catholic's gonna face. Although Littlestown is back in that conversation. Uh, Bermudian Springs has been a powerhouse for a long time in that division. I don't think Fairfield has ever beaten Bermudian Springs. And if if they were to go on the road and do it, you know, that would send a huge message. And you, you know, you're no longer just beating up on teams that don't have a win. You're now beating up on Bermudian Springs, the powerhouse. That's going to say a lot. So, you know, obviously the jury's still out on, on all of these. These are not <laughs> set in stone. Yeah. I'd. I don't necessarily expect the results to go the way of the rankings. Right. It's yeah. just, and this at this point,
2: so now. much is put into strength of schedule and opponents. I mean, yeah, everyone's – all the good teams are winning games right now. Mm-hmm. And you can't just put record into consideration. You have you have to put a lot into strength of schedule. Right. I and think. these teams are all going to play each early. other. Yeah.
0: So as we go week in, week out, we're going to have good games like Fairfield, Bermuda, and Littlestown's alone this weekend. Yep. Uh, Red Lion, Northeastern this weekend. Yes. And these teams are going to keep playing each other, and we're going to get a lot more clarity <laughs> that we have right now in the very small sample size that we have.
1: Speaking of teams playing each other, Eastern York, West York. Eastern comes up with a uh, pretty big win there, their first win, as Zach mentioned earlier in the show, in 14 years uh, against West York, which uh, certainly, if you're Jeff Messick, to get your first win as head coach of the Eastern York Golden Knights, that's, that's the game you want to get a win at. Win at.
0: Yeah, I mean, West York, kind of like I was saying about Bermudian Springs with Fairfield a few minutes ago, West York has been the class of that division for a long time. You know, even though West York's 0-4 right now, beating West York's still a big deal. The yeah. same way beating Bermudian last year was a big deal to teams like Hanover um, and Biglerville that that had good years last year. You know, and for Eastern York, too, this puts them back in the division conversation, I think, because despite the 0-3 start, they're now 1-0 in Division Two. They're tied for first place in the division with Gettysburg and York Suburban. So we, I think we kind of thought of Eastern York as a division title contender coming into the year. We maybe
1: I, I don't know about that. I'd say we yeah. thought of Eastern York as one of those middle of the pack teams. They were the Dover, not the Kennardaler, right, right. but they were they were in the Dover con- conversation. Susquehanna yeah, area. You didn't really know what they were going to be.
0: Right, and so now they're kind of back in the mix. You know, despite the 0-3 start, I think when they lost to York Tech, we kind of said, "Whoa, uh, right. maybe Easter's not that good." But then York <laughs> Tech went out and won another game. Maybe your tech's now better than we thought. So this is this is the kind of thing we learn as we keep playing football. You know, We learn that, that oh, maybe that loss that we thought was a bad loss wasn't such a bad loss. Maybe right. that win we thought was a really good win wasn't such a great right. win. Teams are still developing this early in the season.
2: And I don't want to say it's too early. We're four games in. We're almost halfway through. Yeah. But they still have a lot of things to figure out, some time to actually put up some wins and get up there in the division standings. Yeah. And get, a
0: credit yeah. to Coach Message, too, Uh, You know, keeping that team motivated, Yeah. you start 0-3, you know, being able to stay motivated, you still have a chance to win the division despite that 0-3 start. And he he clearly has a good pulse on that team and is keeping them headed in the right direction.
1: Certainly a lot of interesting tidbits as we head into the midway point of the York Adams football season. When we come back, we'll look at some of the other sports. Volleyball, Red Lion, and Dallas Town, some of the top volleyball teams In the area, DeLone Catholic obviously always up there. Uh, Golf, the league tournament is going to be underway soon. And field hockey, things are starting to get interesting there for the highly highly touted Dallas Town field hockey program. So we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Game Day with Game Time PA here on Sports Radio 1350 WOYK. Welcome back to Game Day with Game Time PA here on Sports Radio 1350 W O Y K. Chris John, Zach Miller, Ryan Proventure here with you as we take a look at some of the biggest and uh, in most interesting stories here in the YAIA sports scene. Volleyball has been quite the successful program. Obviously, volleyball is such a such a big sport in this area. Boys volleyball with Northeastern and their and their dominance not only in the in the league, in the district, in the state. Um, but the girls' side, a lot of impressive teams. Obviously, your Catholic was a District 3 winner last year, uh, which was very impressive for a team that was kind of middle of the pack during the regular season and even during the league tournament last year. So very impressive. And they're off to an impressive story. Obviously, Red Lion and Dallastown, I think, are the biggest stories of that sport
0: so far. Yeah, as it sits right now, Red Lion yeah. is ranked first in quad, yep. and dallas is ranked third. That. Which is interesting too. Yeah, that's too. pretty good.
1: It's interesting because if you look at their head-to-head, Dallas Town beat Red Line early in the season. They've already played once, a, and they, and Dallas Town came away with the win. So Red Lion obviously has had a lot of big wins. Um, you know they beat the central, they beat Central York. Um, you know they've played some pretty tough tough matchups, and they've come away victorious. So they are a very good team. Obviously, Lindsey Blevins has been such a uh, an impact player for the Lions Dallas Town has had a lot of success. They've they've come away with some big wins. So they're they're a team that I think a lot of people expected them to be good. I don't know if if we all everyone expects them to be this good especially with the talent level that we have in this league. Even if you look at some of the other teams, the West Yorks, West York is uh 6 and 0 in uh in their division. They're undefeated. They're having a heck of a season. Even Spring Grove, they're not they're 3 and 2. They're still playing some great volleyball. They've come away with some big wins. They took Red Lion um to to five sets this season they've played some pretty good teams and they
0: beat central I think they went deep with dallastown as well so
1: this that's a team that a new a first year head coach a lot of senior leadership on that team really coming together and, and playing a very successful season they've they've been they've been a kind of a surprise this year for sure
0: yeah i mean that division one rate it seems like a lot of competitive matches you know a lot of a lot of matches going five games yes. you know and that's that's a little bit unusual i think to have that kind of parody but yeah i mean i look at red Lion and dallastown certainly the start they gotten off to some good wins out mm-hmm. of the conference too is the reason they're doing so well in those district rankings you mentioned west york too and what i'm seeing is kind of a little bit of a shift in those divisions we had last year west york placed third in division two behind susky and york suburban right. red lion was second behind central york which had a great season. Uh, dallastown i think was fourth or fifth i mean i know southwestern was ahead of dallastown last year so we're, we're getting a little bit of a shift but in division three so far oh, that it's shift been, hasn't yeah, happened it's the lone catholic is still there
1: the <laughs> lone catholic obviously is the perennial powerhouse of the yaia they had such a, a fantastic run with such a, a phenomenal and you kind of look at the DeLone team, not to the same extent that the boys' Northeastern team had because that was such a dominant team that they took it to the districts, they took it to the state. Right. Um, but you have to look at it and go wow, that is a powerhouse. They had such dominant teams for you know three, four years consecutively. Yeah, I
0: mean DeLone won a state title three years ago You know, and went, went into states the last couple of years and hasn't been beaten by a league opponent. And I don't just mean Division 3, I mean Division 1, 2, II, or 3. DeLone hasn't lost to a a team in the York Adams League in about four years, you know four or five years now. So and, and, but that's look, a run of dominance and I think until yeah. somebody actually beats Delone, <laughs> you have to think of Delone as the as the front runner, even though they lost some seniors from last year's team. Right. So Christian, who if someone's
2: got
1: to beat him eventually, who do you think it's going to be? Delone? Oh, that's a tough see that's a tough pick. Um because you look at you look at the talent and Delone is such and Zach knows this as well. DeLone is such a such a powerhouse program in the sense that they develop early and they just mold them into the players they want. So by the time they reach the high school level, you are talking about that talking about girls who have been molded by by Leppo into the specific system that he wants, so that they go in and they just execute it to uh, you know a very impressive mm-hmm. extent.
0: DeLone also has the perk, uh, you know, of kind of kind of being able to pick their players right. out from yeah, anywhere. You know, true. you're not you're not uh, tied to a. A specific town or anything right. you know these girls a lot of them play club ball for coach leppo you know he he's able to get yeah. a lot of them to come out and go to delone catholic i am mean, you know i'm sure that's not the only reason i'm sure there's other reasons as well but it's certainly it a helps. factor you yeah. know i mean i'm sure he's had kids from maryland over the years with delone being so close to the border mm-hmm. down there so yeah you know that that's that connection in that Um, kind of freedom to go anywhere geographically helps, helps, certainly. Oh, it
1: helps. To answer your question, though, I would have to say that it would, if one team was going to beat them, it was going to be one of these three teams. It'd be Red Lion this year, Dallas Town, or York Catholic, just because it's a rivalry matchup. And you know York Catholic brings it in whatever sport that there (laughs) is. So one of those three teams, I think, would be the team to beat them. Now, York Catholic plays them next week, if I'm not mistaken. So that should be an interesting matchup, and I think we wouldn't see them play Dallas Town or Redline until the league tournament. So that would be that would be where where they would possibly see a team right. that could upset. And maybe yeah. maybe and not throw to discount, one more team in Hanover. there too. Hanover, yeah. yeah,
0: you got that rivalry aspect yep. of it. Certainly, Delone Hanover is one of the biggest rivalries for the most part in any sport yeah. in the area. At Hanover senior heavy this year. Played Delone a couple of weeks ago, won a game this time. You know Hanover yeah. hadn't actually won a game against Delone in a while. You know, okay, you won a game. You know, maybe but maybe if you can turn that into two, if you can turn that into three, all of a sudden, you know, you've got yourself a win. So I, I don't know if that would happen, but certainly if we're going to be throwing teams out there that could do it, I would throw Hanover in the mix as oh, well.
1: Oh, certainly, and I. I Zach, you brought up Hanover, and I was just about to go there, too. They're another team that's very good. Um, and I think that, and I said it to Zach earlier before we started the show, I think Hanover's a team that kind of gets overlooked because they play, they're play. they in the same division as, as DeLone Catholic and York Catholic. But also, when you're so close to DeLone, yeah. everyone goes, wow, just look how good DeLone is. And right. then, you know, you kind of forget that there's another school in that yeah, sport. Yeah. So, yeah, and
0: you got only two teams from Division Three make the league tournament. Yeah. Uh, where three make it from division one and two i think hanover is probably going to be that number two team out of that division if hanover can win a match at the league tournament this year that's a huge success for the nighthawks and i think that would you know that would reward that senior class that a lot of them have been starting for a few years right. also being able to go to districts and win a match they've gone to districts four years in a row and lost in the first round so you know there's some there's some potential there and it's just it's just a matter of taking it one step further for hanover and that's going to be considered a huge success
1: that's interesting. I, I you know, it, it, Hanover obviously a very good team, but your Catholic has had a, a good start to the season as well, Zach. So, I think if you look at where they both are, both undefeated uh um Delone Catholic and your Catholic both undefeated in the, in their division, uh Delone with a 6 and 1 record and your Catholic with a 6 and 2 record. So, it's certainly t- a team that has kept pace with Delone. And obviously, every team's trying to keep pace, but your Catholic a team that we didn't put in our power rankings to start the season. Uh, or, excuse me, I said a Catholic, so your Catholic team we didn't put in our power ranks to start the season, and a team that, again, I mentioned at the top, you look at where they started the last season, how they ended the regular season, but what it took to get them to the uh, the District 3 championship. Um,
0: yeah, and your Catholic faces a different test this year. Right. They were in single A last year. The level of competition they're oh, going to face yeah. in 2A is going to be a lot different. You're going to have loan you're going to have Hanover, you know, you can't just beat up on schools like New Covenant Christian, not to totally throw that school into the bus. <laughs> but, you know, those are the types of schools your Catholic was playing in single A. The competition's a lot tougher if they're going to go on a district run this year, quite a bit tougher. Oh,
1: absolutely. And da- by the way, Dallas Town, again, Dallas Town and Red Line play each other on Thursday, which should be a very... Entertaining and interesting match uh, this week in the volleyball scene. Certainly, give us a sense of where those two teams are. But also going on this week is the league golf tournament, the individual and team tournament. Just just so you know, um, the at the time of this recording, the tur- we we're recording before the tournaments start, so might be some things that shake out a little differently than what we say here, but. Ryan, you've seen a lot of golf, or you've, you've, you've written about a lot of golf the last since, since you've gotten here, yep. and the individual tournament. Obviously, there's quite a few players to keep an eye on. Um, Central York, obviously, you mentioned at the, at the very top of the show, Central York is a team that has been very good this year, um, and they will be a, a tough team to beat, and they're individually, their players uh, will be tough to beat when they send them to the individual oh, yeah. tournament. Yeah,
2: um, One group to look at in the individual tournament is Joe Perini from Central, Zach Dixon from east and andrew forgin from york catholic they're all facing off together in their individual group and they're all shooting like 75s and below on average on the season they are they're going to be the group to look at um obviously perini is might be coming off a team championship from uh the day before um we'll see because some of these kids obviously aren't golfing in the team championship I don't know how tired golf makes you. you're still oh, it's a long? You're still sport, walking yeah. along eighteen holes, you know, I'm sure they're definitely you know they've been doing this since July, August now, but uh we'll see that's going to be the biggest thing is because some of these kids who are locked in as maybe favorites, it's hard to see anyone get really upsetting them. Right, but it will be interesting to see these kids who are playing in the team championships in Central and New York Catholic, Dover to see like maybe if there's a fatigue factor there. Um that's going to be the one thing we're looking for. Um expect Julian Lee to repeat as the women's the girls' championship. Um I I'm just I think it's going to happen. I can't see anyone beating her. I look at maybe the only girl that can keep up with her uh in the the individual tournament one second here. Um
1: I, I, I... By the way, Julian yeah. Lee has had such a, a, a tremendous career at Central as well. Oh yeah, uh, I think she was a player of the uh, one of our players of the year yep, last year she in was. golf. Yeah, and uh, certainly, and, certainly looking to build off. From of that. my
2: understanding, is too in the beginning of last season, not many people really knew who she was. She kind of kind of came out of nowhere, and she stuck with it this year. Like she only got better. Yeah, you know, for her to have a breakout season like that and then get better. I mean, it just goes to show how much work she put in. Like I was saying, maybe the only girl that can um, keep up with her during the individual tournament is Kendall Abrams from Susque, um, Alexandria Louder from East York. They're going to be grouped with her during the game, uh, during the match, so they'll be able to actually keep up with her. See, you know, this is where, if if you're following her throughout, right, you get to see the match. You're like, okay, I'm two strokes behind, I'm three strokes behind. This is what I have to do. But if you know, if you're in a separate group, you're like, huh, I wonder what Julianne's doing right now. She's, oh, she's had no 30, idea. Yeah. Turns sur- out she's like five strokes ahead and then you're like, <laughs> "Oh, I had no idea. Maybe I would have pushed a little harder or something like that." Um, but I I think she's definitely the favorite in the girls champ in the girls individuals and uh I think she'll pull through.
1: Absolutely, and, and there's obviously something to be said for for any athlete that can go out there and have a breakout season, but not only have that breakout season, go out the following year oh, and, yeah. and improve on it because that's such a that's such a tough thing for anyone to do. It's all
2: it's expectations, yeah. and you know sometimes it, it makes it a lot harder on you. Sometimes as an athlete, a young athlete too. You know, everyone in your school knows, like, yeah, you're the you're the best girl
1: golfer in the school, maybe mm-hmm. you know, the district, and uh, that's a lot of pressure. Certainly. Certainly something to watch as we move forward. Obviously, state tournament will be right around the corner as well. So she'll be a player, obviously, that, that we'll keep an eye on. In field hockey, uh, just kind of keep moving along here as we, we get towards the end of the segment, field hockey, Dallas Town, again, the perennial favorite every year, and there's a reason why, because that program is just so darn dominant and so well run. But sitting in first place in their division, New Oxford starting to creep up on them a little bit. They had a big win. Over Redline the other day, Redline was who was also trying to stay right there with Dallas Town uh, in the Division One standings. They're right there as well, and but New Oxford is a team that very impressive. Uh, you know, I saw them for the first time yesterday or on Tuesday, and they are an impressive team. They're a quick team. They move the ball very well. They put a lot of pressure on the opponents, and it, it, it's a very very organized, very well structured team that doesn't really make a lot of mistakes.
0: Yeah, it's a senior heavy team, and New Oxford has a really good group of senior girls that are going to be successful in field hockey, basketball, and mm-hmm. lacrosse. It's a lot of the same girls. Kaylin Long yep. being the one we probably talk about the most. Yep. Uh, field hockey, you know, she's going to play at Bucknell next year. That's a, you know, that's a Division One school, a pretty good one. Everything kind of goes through her. Let's not forget, New Oxford beat Dallastown last year during the regular season. That was a huge win, kind of put New Oxford really on the map after they had had you know, some wins. People were paying attention, but winning against Dallastown was a huge one. They face on Thursday in New Oxford, yeah. so that that's a chance for New Oxford to get another big win, pull into a tie for first in the division. You know, and give give Adams County another division leader because we've already got Gettysburg and Littlestown oh, in yeah. their divisions. And I think, Ryan, you saw those two teams play each other. I did.
2: Uh, yeah, it was my first assignment with game time was Gettysburg-Littlestown. And I think Gettysburg was actually missing uh, missing a player. I forget It was Mixel or something like that. Uh, she had like a stomach bugger or something like that. And the fact that they still kind of rolled over Littlestown and then now uh, I had no way of knowing – you know, oh, this team's going to go on and be a division leader. You know, two weeks from now, I was just like, oh, it was pretty good. Match. It was actually, yeah. Um, and they're pretty good. You know, they um, their defense is insane. Their goal is really good too.
0: So I don't. I mean, teams are definitely having trouble scoring on them, and they're going to ride that. Yeah, Gettys- Gettysburg and Bermudian, two kind of powerhouse teams, are now in the same yeah. division. Gettysburg won that game when they faced for the first time a week or two ago and littlestown's actually in first place in division four which is that newly formed kind of bottom small right, school right. division and littlestown is a team i'm not sure people realize how good littlestown has been in the last few years but littlestown has kind of always been second to bermudian for a few years and now littlestown's in a separate division and now they're having success and so and littlestown in the district standings now we've got a, another classification in field hockey Littlestown is now in sixth place in Class Single A and looking to make the playoffs. So good, Mm -hmm. good season for Littlestown, a team that kind of flew under the radar for a while.
1: Certainly, certainly, and obviously Dallas Town, such a such a powerhouse. We'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll defend our football picks. We'll go back around and we'll we'll just wrap up some of our field hockey thoughts as well. You are listening to Game Day with Game Time PA here on Sports Radio 1350. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. This is Game Day with Game Time PA. Christian Arnold, Zach Miller, Ryan ProVenture here with you for another 10 minutes or so as we wrap up the show. By the way, just a reminder, in case you're not already doing it, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Just search Game Day with Game Time PA Radio, and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Uh, We definitely want to hear all your feedback, all the good things that you like, and what we can improve on, so... Make sure you review the show. Time to defend the picks, guys. Ryan, obviously new to the area, doesn't necessarily yep. makes picks every week um, like we do in the paper, but he's going to defend a a game that he he thinks one team will win over the other. He'll he'll defend one of those. But I'll let Zach go first with his pick. And uh, Zach, what do you got for us?
0: Well, we actually just got the the full spreadsheet of everyone's picks this week, so I'm looking at. You know, where where I pick games that other people picked differently. <laughs> right. There were a lot of similarities this week, but it looks like everyone, all the staffers at least, picked Susquehannock to beat Gettysburg. I picked Gettysburg and went with the home team. Gettysburg kind of quietly is off to a two and two start, already yeah. has won more games than last year. Which uh, is surprising. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure anybody saw that coming. I think last week's winning is Dover surprised some people. Um, Susquehannock. Kind of off to a rough start at 1-3. and You know, really close loss to Northern in Week 1. Lost by one point to Twin Valley last week Mm -hmm. because of a missed extra point, I believe. Um, Just, you know, things just don't seem to be breaking right for Susky. Things do seem to be breaking right in close games for Gettysburg. So, I went with the home team in that one, and it looks like... It was a little outside the box.
1: By the way, speaking of things breaking right, I just want to point out my 10-4 and 4 record last week. There you go, uh, Christian. T- nice. Tremendous week for me in picking, angered by the Eastern York win over West York. Christian so. got out of last place. I and did. He's now, he's now ahead of our <laughs> it was a guest big, picker. It was a big week for me, and uh, I want to make sure I give myself a pat on the back. There and you I, go. And I'm going to retroactively give myself a game ball as well for that, that the nice. excellent picking. But, Ryan, I'll let you go. Next, uh, what do you got for uh, us? I might as well go with the game. I'll be covering
2: okay. um, Fairfield at Berm. Um, Fairfield's 4-0, but I think Berm's defense is pretty legit uh, based on who— Would you say they're too legit to quit? Well, I don't know. That's, that's a <laughs> hot take right there. <laughs> um, I just think if you look at who these two teams have played so far, yeah. um, you look at Fairfield's schedule and then you look at Berms. I mean, Berm really only was a Shippensburg was probably the only really good opponent they played so far. Um, yeah, that was
0: the loss. They they hung with Shippensburg, who I think Ship might be undefeated or at least three and one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's a so good I mean, it wasn't an awful loss
2: if my memory serves me right. But other than that, they've I mean they've held some teams. Uh, lower yardage, lower points. But, and Fairfield has kind of – Fairfield's offense has really driven it towards mm-hmm. these four wins um, against maybe some weaker teams. I won't say their defense has been bad in any way, but I think it's, the two defenses are really going to come down to who wins this game, and I think that uh, Bermudian Springs just has a better defense. Uh, last week, Coach John Defoe from the Eagles was saying how their defense has improved every week, and it kind of culminated in that big win against uh, – well, I don't. Know. I mean, big win against Hanover. It wasn't like huge, crazy matchup, <laughs> but the
0: fact that the defense was able to wrap them up pretty well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, Bermudians hung its hat on defense for mm-hmm. and defense and running the ball for many years, yeah. and it, it seems like things are headed back in the right direction as we kind of expected this season. Yep. So,
1: uh, well, I guess it's my turn, and in that, I will be. Uh, I'm going to defend my Northeastern Red line pick. Uh, I'm one of the few people, it looks like. Uh, who went with Northeastern. I think we had
0: a good split this that's it's a good game. It was a tough one to pick and I think we went right down the middle, right? Three yes, and three. Yes.
1: So Matt Alabone, you and our guest picker all picked Red Line, myself, it looks like uh Jess and Teddy. Justin and Teddy both uh both they, picked Northeastern. Right. So but I I like the Northeastern team in this one. I, I, I understand they're coming off you know such a big loss to Central York, especially the way the way it all went down. So for me, if anything that just means that Northeastern is hungrier for that win. So I that, that's the team I'm going with this time. I, I think they have, uh, they have what it takes to win this game. Uh,
0: something big to watch for in that game is going to be whether or not Anu Johnson plays and how healthy he is. Anu from Northeastern mm-hmm. was the leading rusher in the league going into last week's game. Left that game with an injury. Looked like an ankle injury early on against Central. Did not return in that one. You know, I'm sure that played a part in the loss. Um, it would be nice to have him back against Red Line. Certainly, a very capable backup in Chris Wack. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure whether or not Anu's going to play. And if he doesn't, that's going to be a bit of a detriment.
1: Absolutely, especially for a team that runs so much, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's a big part of Northeastern's success is their running game because they have so many weapons. Obviously, Anu Johnson, Chris Wack, Shannon Valenti is great on the ground as well at QB. So this is a team that is very. We were talking about it before. Um, when Ryan said he likes the way a lot, some of the quarterbacks in, the, in this league are able to throw it, Northeastern is a team that is very strong on the ground, and they have a quarterback and a running ba- two running backs that are built
0: around just running the ball up an opponent's yeah, throat. They got some good receivers too, in Jonathan Butler and Fred Mulba. But of course, you know, getting the running game going then opens up those really long pass plays yeah. that, that go for touchdowns a lot of times.
1: Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see plenty of good games on the schedule other than the games that you're covering is there a game that you guys are keeping an eye on this week that you find particularly intriguing
0: i think the game you're going to christian that southwestern central game you know let's see if central can keep it going you know is this a team that shows up for the big game and then maybe doesn't show up as much you know, for the game that's that's not a marquee game on the schedule. Right. We'll find out. You know, I'm I'm interested to see. They've they've had some high profile games the last few weeks. Let's see what happens when they just have uh, you know a kind of run of the mill divisional game. But Southwestern's a good team. You can't just expect to show up and win that one.
1: There's there's a couple intriguing games that when I look at the schedule and they're not games that you think like, oh, these are games I gotta see, but these are intriguing for the reason that um you look at Kennerdale and West York, two struggling teams one of them's going to get a win this week. Does Kennerdale come out with a win? Obviously West York is struggling big time this season and coming off a loss to Eastern York last week. It'll be interesting to see if they can find the momentum to be Kennerdale. Obviously a lot of teams have beaten Kennerdale this season. They've they've struggled quite a bit, but it would kind of be a similar situation for the Rams if they can get a close win that Eastern would that Eastern was in last week. They can get a close win. I mean, that that that's got to be a huge motivation builder for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you never know. Sometimes you're just a win away from getting the momentum going, getting things to click, getting guys to buy in. You know, maybe that's what it is for both of these teams. Right. One more intriguing game: Littlestown, Delone Catholic. Yes. Littlestown yeah, yeah. at four and zero. This is probably the biggest test Littlestown will face so far. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It'll be very. It'll be interesting to see. Ryan, what about you? Is there any? Is there any game that the words right out of my
2: mouth, Zach? (laughs) I mean, just because those are two teams that I have covered, um, unfortunately, that was the game I was going to say. And I think it it will just be a good test for both teams based on how well they've played.
1: Um, So we'll see. Oh, absolutely, Uh, plenty of good stuff, Zach. What's our game of the week this week?
0: i believe red line northeastern you're talking about a live stream, yeah, game? live stream yeah that's that's the one we're live streaming on the york adams part of game time pa uh every Delone game is uh televised through our website right. through the Delone catholic broadcast network so that Delone littlestown game we mentioned you can watch that on our website too we also got some games in the uh franklin county area and the lebanon county area and the lancaster county area so Definitely, if you know, plenty if you, of good stuff, If you can't yeah. get out there, or if it's raining this Friday, which is entirely possible, <laughs> you know, tune in to gametimepa.com and find a game to watch.
1: By the way, I also want to mention Chris Wack is the uh, taking over our Snapchat uh, yes. this week, so
0: that should be very exciting. Yes, if you're on Snapchat, check that out. Uh, it's something we've been doing at Game Time is having a football player take over our Snapchat each week. This is the first time we've had one from York or Adams County. So Chris Wack, he's a funny guy. He's, his team has a lot of energy, a lot of personality. I'm sure you'll see a lot of that if you tune into Snapchat on Thursday evening and Friday. It should be a lot of fun for him.
1: Absolutely. And it should be a lot of fun for the folks following along on Snapchat. <laughs> because that is a It's a fun little insight into what the athletes, the student-athletes, go through a, every Friday as far as their game day preparation and then just the what they go through on a daily basis, uh, getting ready for a game on Friday. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another great show here on W-O-Y-K, Game Day with Game Time PA. Zach Miller, Ryan ProVenture, Chris Arnold. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow Zach. He's on Twitter at By Z Miller. Ryan ProVenture is at RyPro. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at C underscore Arnold one And again, one final reminder, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, no excuse. We're on everything. No excuse not to listen every week. You can just search Game Day with Game Time PA Radio, and we will come up, make sure you rate and review the show. We want to hear all the feedback. So until next week, I'm Christian, Zach, Ryan. Thanks so much for joining us.